Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 4, Subway Wars. And fighting off a headache and all kinds of other physical roadblocks is my podcasting partner, Jen. Hello. That was quite the long walk to get there. Well, we've been having trouble getting this recording scheduled. We tried to do it last week, but then Jen wasn't feeling well and said, I promise, Sunday, which was a few days later, which was last night. And I could see it on her. (laughs) I was telling her, hey, we've got to do it tonight. Remember, when Jen says she's going to do it, she will do it. Like She could be bleeding from the ears, but if she (laughs) sort of committed to a day, she's not going to make me push back again. But I could see it in her, and it was getting late, and we were running out of time in the evening, and I had to get up really early this morning, so I was like, okay, let's book a time before we get Tyler from school tomorrow, so we're sure we get it done, and here we are, it's daylight out. (laughs) It's a very unusual feeling to be podcasting during daylight. That's true. There's some news that's come out recently. One is not such great news, which is uh, Uncoupled got canceled. That is very surprising. We always hope that it's going to maybe get picked up by a different... Right. I'd be surprised. Honestly. Streaming. Does that ever happen? Yeah, happens all the time. Does it? Mm-hmm. No, that'd be great. You'd be surprised if it does get picked up, you're saying. If it does not, yeah, I think it was really good. Like, I don't know. I'd... What are some things that started on one streaming station and then left to go to another streaming um, station? So I know... there's a lot of stuff that, got, that wasn't making it on network that got picked up for streaming. That's true, but I've never seen... Well... Uh, Cobra Kai moved from YouTube mm-hmm. to Netflix, but that's because they became really popular just on YouTube and sort of got an upgrade. It wasn't a, a canceled here, but picked up their situation. Yeah. Well, there was some talk that Wednesday might move, but I think that's more of um, like an intellectual property kind of thing being switched than a cancel. It's like not a cancellation, but it might just be who owns the likeness or whatever. Yeah, whatever that is called. Well, I'm surprised. It was. I thought it was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. I assumed it got good ratings. Like, it... but we don't know. They they never share those things. Yeah, but usually it'll show up in that like you know top ten of what people are watching. Did it? I I assumed so. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it did. Another little piece of hymium related news is. How I Met Your Father, one, it's, for one, it's starting tomorrow night, which yep. is the 24th, Fourth. and we got a hint that John Corbett is going to play Sophie's dad on it, so you might remember him from Sex and the City as Aiden. You old-timers might remember him from Northern Exposure, or somewhere in the middle, you might remember him from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Yep, we just went through. We've been rewatching Sex in the City, so we just got through the second Aiden times. He's both lovable and cringe. Yeah. As a boyfriend. Very true. And his tidy whitey boxer briefs do not help. <laughs> we got one piece. No, they of... weren't even boxer briefs. Are they? they were just regular. No, briefs. they were tidy whities. Yeah. <laughs> I misspoke. In a, in a period where it was probably too late to be wearing tidy whities. I would think so. I remember the bigger, like, sort of a big switchover of that was right around 95, I want to say. It was probably oh, yeah. around the time where if you, if you weren't wearing 
boxer briefs, you are at least wearing boxers and not tidy whities anymore. We did get one write-in. It's a very short one, but I'll read it. Uh, this comes from Boston, or the person named Boston. Boston here. Just caught up on your podcast. Just wondering if you guys have seen Josh on Fleischman is in Trouble on FX. Also has Adam Brody from the OC. This makes my 2000s heart very happy. <laughs> well, I don't think you're all the way caught up, Boston, because we have brought that up a few times in our right. last few podcasts. But I'm, you know, I, I'm happy to talk about it a little further. Yes, we've we're one episode from finishing Fleischman is in Trouble, so I'm getting I'm looking forward to seeing the finale because the last couple episodes sort of turn the story on its head a little bit. Right. You get the other side of the story a little bit. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. But uh, yeah, this is a very like <laughs> nostalgic 2000s kind of TV show. It's also Lizzie Kaplan, who many of us love from Mean Girls. Yeah. And Josh Radner on Fleischman, he has sort of a thankless part. I'm surprised he took this part, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not much. Now, it's a good cast, so it's no shame of his to be right. you know, six or seven down on the call sheet. But they just don't give him a lot to do, and I wonder if there's sort of a promise of more for him. Now, we haven't seen the last episode either. Maybe there's a lot yeah, going on in the last episode. Say, I feel like there's, there's stuff brewing in that storyline that, yeah. Maybe we'll get to in the last one. And I am really happy to see Adam Brody in it. I feel like, because mm-hmm. I, I too was a big OC fan, although every time I've tried to do a rewatch of it over the last decade, I get like midway into season three and then have to quit again. <laughs> it just takes such a bad turn. God, it gets really, really bad after they make... Taylor, like one of the main characters. <laughs> yeah, and I actually did like her, I and the, and the actress, but I don't know. It just the Marissa character got really annoying, and apparently she got annoying in real life too because they mm-hmm. kicked her off the show and and killed her off. Spoiler, which made it even the show even worse was, <laughs> was even worse without her right. trying to sort of bring people in to replace her. But that being said, my point is, between the OC and now, you really haven't seen much of Adam Brody. No. I can't think of a single thing. (laughs) I'm sure there's things, but... He was in that movie with Megan Fox called... I can't remember what it's called, but she, like, was a killer or something in it. Oh, okay. I wonder, was he in Promising Young Man? They took a lot of guys with kind of like that. I don't know what that is. It was a movie that got a lot of buzz with Carey Mulligan a couple years ago. Um, but they took a lot of well-known guys, or like guys with a nice guy persona, and kind of turned the character on its head of like, here's what you expect out of this guy, and he's actually a piece of shit. It was a movie? Yeah. No, I never heard of that. I don't yeah. know if he was in it. I'll look that up real quick while you're talking. But, yeah, I've, I've missed him. He was so good on the OC. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I think he's been behind the camera quite a bit in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. He's married to, uh, what's her name, Meester? Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester, which I think is an interesting combination of people. Oh, sorry, I got the name. It's Promising Young Woman is the name of the movie, and yeah, he was in it. Yeah, I think he's been in a lot of, maybe a lot of indie, and I think he's directed a lot of indie, and I think he's even directed a bit of TV. 
But he, he would have been someone you thought would have been probably the biggest breakout from the show. And he wasn't. I'd say no, no one really did. I mean, Ben McKenzie worked pretty consistently no, yeah, for no, a while. He, I wouldn't say he's a breakout. He like completely broke out from it. But yeah, between Southland mm. and Gotham, he's right. been working nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> he was just in something, like, had a very small part in something I just saw. Blanking on what he like played somebody's dad. And then Rachel Bilson. Rachel Bilson. She's been working pretty much nonstop. Yeah, yeah she's had a few since shows. the show. So, and then of course, uh, what's her name, Marissa? Yeah, we've seen. Wasn't she on like a Real Housewives or something? No, she was on The Hills. Is it? Oh, okay. Is yeah. that what that show's called? I think you're right. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, reality shows. Uh, Misha Barton. Her case, I'd like to see a documentary on what happened to her. <laughs> There's this funny story in, and yes, I've read his memoirs, Jason Priestley's memoirs. You've brought that up on this. <laughs> of her, the attitude she threw at him, or that I've read his. <laughs> that you've read okay. his memoirs. Yeah, so he tells a story of, I think this was at a point where he was promoting a Fox show. This is This is years after 90210. And they were going to there was a there was a flight down to the Caribbean where they were doing upfronts, which is where people that are on a TV show show up to help promote their show to advertisers. Mm-hmm. And so Fox, it was a Fox show, I guess he was on, and she was on the OC, and so they were on the same flight, and they went over to say hi to her, kind of like as former teen teen idol going over to. Talk to someone that's just coming up in the world. And right. this was right after, like, early on in the first season of The O.C. And he said, hi, I'm Jason Priestley. I, I guess we're going to be showing up at the same Fox up front. Just wanted to say hello. And she, like, looked at him and then looked down again and, like, completely ignored him. Wow. And then when they got to the airport in Bahamas or whatever, he his car pulled up. And... It, Misha Barton and her mom were waiting for their car to pull up. And he was thinking, well, I think they probably sent one car for the both of us. I could just take off because she was kind of a little rude to me. Right. But I'll go ahead and say, hey, we're going to the same hotel. Why don't you guys get in this car with me? It might be for both of us anyways. Mm -hmm. And so they did. And then in the car, in earshot of him, Misha Barton goes, why do we have to share a car with him? (laughs) Wow. Which I thought was a funny story. And I think probably speaks to some of the problems she eventually had on the show as she got even bigger. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think, while you were talking, I was looking up um, Ben McKenzie. We just saw him in I Want You Back, where he played like one of the girls' dads when they went to that pool party. And Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. God, I can barely remember that movie. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's I know, the last time I, well, I saw we ben watched it like two months ago or yeah. three months ago. I can <laughs> barely remember it. Wow. That's frustrating. Okay. Subway Wars. Thoughts? I liked it, but I didn't laugh a lot. I, I will give a spoiler alert here and say it did not make my top 100. Okay. And yet yeah, I enjoyed it. I was a yeah. little surprised to see it not in my top 100. Like, I do not have a favorite joke because I don't, I, like, I couldn't pick one. I'll see if one comes to me as we're talking. But, yeah, it was, like, enjoyable but not hilarious. 
And this was a difficult one to prepare a podcast to recap oh. because it just bounces all over the place. There's so much writing. It would be so much easier to do this podcast if we had just split their stories up and done them one story at a time. But that would have been. But then they intersect, and. It's... But yeah, but that would have been easier to deal with. Except it would have been hard. It would have taken us longer to prepare. It'd been easier to deliver, but longer to prepare for that mm-hmm. podcast. So we're just going to go through this like we usually do, beat by beat. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I've never written this much. <laughs> for one episode of the podcast. We start so much that goes on that's not like covered in dialogue. Right, sure. We start off in McLaren's, the whole gang's there, and Barney is looking at a girl who looks very sad at the bar. We get I'll I'll go ahead and reveal what I think is the worst joke of when Barney says, I cannot stare stop staring at that girl's face. Ted goes, Huh, that's your weirdest nickname for boobs yet. Yeah, I can see Boo. that. <laughs> Lazy joke. Um, but it, this just turns out into uh, she's sad and defenseless. Anyone have a condom? I do like Lily's reaction. That's it. You know what? Right. Five minute timeout. Corner booth now. Yeah, everybody I, reacts very strongly to this. Yeah, and I like how he just go accepts his punishment <laughs> and goes in the corner. Right. Marshall gets a text. His friend Max from law school is at Gregor's Steakhouse, and Woody Allen is there two tables over, and he wants them to come check it out. So it's a weird thing to <laughs> text somebody in New York, I would think. Um, difficult to say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, nobody really seems interested in going until they get into the argument about how they could get there the fastest. Well, all of them seem to have seen Woody already. Yeah, Barney apparently has Ex- a poker game with him. Robin's the only one that hasn't, which makes her not a real New Yorker. So no one really cares to see him if they've already seen him. Right. Max is played by actor Jeff Stoltz. Uh, he's a very recognizable actor. He, has, he never really broke big, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Like, she's out of my league. He was in The Breakup, Wedding Crashers. I hope he was one of the main leads in <laughs> a not very highly seen movie. I hope they serve beer in hell. <laughs> I think he had a, a long recurring role on Seventh Heaven. Not that I've ever seen that show, but it was in his list. I can't picture him in any of those movies. So in the breakup, he's one of the guys, one of the dates that Jennifer Aniston brings home to make Gary jealous. Okay. But to make Vince Vaughn Vince Vaughn's character <laughs> jealous. But then the guy just ends up playing video games with Vince Vaughn and ends <laughs> okay. up loving him. And so it just sort of ruins her whole plan of making him jealous. Gotcha. In I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, he was the guy getting married that okay. Tucker Max's character is throwing the bachelor party for. And in Wedding Crashers, he's actually the guy getting married in the very first... When, when they go to the... The senator's family's wedding. Oh, uh, okay. He's the one actually getting married, where they're doing the the vows as, um, you'll, you'll be my captain, you'll be my oh. <laughs> first mate. Okay. They're the ones doing those vows. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we don't see a lot of Max in this episode, but I think he comes up in more episodes? I think he's in one more. Okay, I was going to say, he and Robin like start dating, don't they? Yeah, next episode, we get the reveal that he has... Well, oh. some might consider a deficiency physically. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's that one. So Robin thinks it would be cool to go see Woody Allen because she's the only one of them that hasn't. 
And she points out that she's seen plenty of famous people, though. Like, last week, she saw Maury Povich. And then it's pointed out that everywhere you go in New York City, you see Maury Povich. <laughs> I gotta wonder if this is based off of something. <laughs> I mean... Like, it, it, do, do the writers of this show, have they constantly seen Maury Povich around New York City? It's a good question. So this turns into a running gag of we see Maury Povich in all four of, <laughs> or what is it, five of the different stories... Wherever they are, Maury Povich shows up in a way that would be physically impossible. Uh, right. Isn't Maury Povich married to Connie Chung? Yeah. Now, Connie Chung's from this area. She went to okay. high school, uh, Blair High School, in Silver Spring, which isn't far from us. And she was there at the same time, I believe, as um, Goldie Hawn. Oh, really? Yeah. A couple famous alums for that school. Cool. Yeah, and actually, everybody kind of starts getting down on Robin about not being a real New Yorker when Lily and Barney are the only actual (laughs) real New Yorkers. So you're not a real New Yorker until you've seen Woody Allen. There's a few other things they say that you have to do before you're a real New Yorker. You have to steal a cab from someone who needs it more than you do. You have to kill a cockroach with your bare hands. And cry on the subway and not give a damn what anyone thinks. And by the end of the day, Robin would do all of those things, except for she doesn't see Woody Allen. Oh, that's true. All right, Barney comes back, gets the news about Woody Allen's eating at Gregor's. They, Robin thinks they should go see him. I do like his line. Why would I do that? I'll, I'll see him at poker on Tuesday. <laughs> that's probably my favorite line. It's not that good, but it's just how he sort of breaks the mystique of Woody Allen <laughs> right. if I play poker with him. Woody Allen's probably somebody that wouldn't be mentioned like this. In a yeah, I was going to say, do we have to put any sort show? of caveat that we know he's a problematic human being? Yeah, and, and he's not really in this episode. I sort of feel mentioned. like the world's known this for so long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like Roman Polanski went through a very similar thing where, like, yeah, everybody knows he's trash, but then he got, like, <laughs> more trash recently. Well, with Woody Allen, it was, you know, the whole, what's his wife, Sunyi or whatever her name is? Sunyi. Sunyi, which was his adopted daughter. Yeah, that's fucked. So that's that's crazy, but then his stepson, Roman... No, that's supposed to, supposedly his Ronan Pharaoh, like, claims that there's all this other abuse, child mm-hmm. abuse, that was going on. Yeah, I mean, and his daughter alleged abuse as well. But I think that's, that story came out strong only in the last few years, right? I don't think so. I think Dylan's story had been out for a while. And I, I think but until he work came and brought it back into... Okay. So he gave he legitimized it in a way. Once he became a serious journalist, journalist, people started to believe it when it came out in his stories. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think he's taken a worse turn in the last five or so years than mm-hmm. it was before, where it was mostly the Sun Yi mm-hmm. and possibly something else. Yeah. Yeah, and Ronan's supposedly his son, but there's lots of rumors that he's actually Frank Sinatra's son. The way he looks, it's hard to believe that he's Woody Allen. Although Frank Sinatra wasn't that good looking either. With Frank Sinatra, it was sort of all attitude. He was never a traditionally handsome guy. Eh, more handsome than Woody Allen, though. Sadly, but- I think I have both of them beat. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you don't have Ronan beat, though. He's very cute. No, few do. <laughs> Ronan's gorgeous. All right. They start arguing about, because Robin says it would only take 50 minutes to get there by cab. They start to argue about what's the best way to get there. Lily likes the subway. Ted says a bus runs more often. 
Barney surprisingly says every time he takes the bus, there's one crazy person no one wants to sit near. But that's, that's why, why he's, he's never, never taken the bus. <laughs> that, that's a weird statement. <laughs> that's, yeah, just to put a pin in for later. Marshall points out that he can run faster than a bus anyway. Right. So we've got sort of our, our race getting set up of how everyone's going to try and get there. But I do like <laughs> Ted being like, you can't beat the bus. Marshall, I can beat a bus or a cab or a train. Is anyone else suddenly craving green eggs and ham? I like his. I like Marshall's. Machines are overrated. Someone needs to take them down a peg. <laughs> Such a broad statement. <laughs> right. Barney has a way to get there faster, even if he eats a steak first. How? Medium rare, but that's not important right now. <laughs> Such a throwaway line, but I <laughs> right. like it. Yeah, Ted says, "Yeah, who cares? We're not gonna have. We're not gonna find out anyway." And then they all just yeah tear out of there. I feel like you and I do this when we end up taking two cars to the same place, <laughs> yes. and we and we, at some point we've sort of disagreed on what's the best way to get there, mm-hmm. and we have to kind of caveat it with, "Are right, you not allowed to like speed faster than you would normally drive?" <laughs> right. And, yeah, there was also a Modern Family episode about this. Yeah, between the, the Phil and. Claire. Claire, yeah. I think anyone who's in a couple, that when they've been together long enough, has done this. <laughs> right. Barney's, he's running out of the restaurant. Stay sad, I'll be back. Yeah. So, we start with Barney. He goes into some restaurant and asks for the, the menu. He's going to order that steak that we that he had mentioned earlier. He's also like, uh, no rush. <laughs> right. But yeah, we've, we see the diverging. So Lily runs to the subway, Ted runs to the bus stop, Robin just runs down the road, Barney goes to the restaurant, and then Marshall just runs. And then narrator comes in. Yes, yeah, so we s- s- hit on Barney real, real fast and then immediately switch to Lily. And so we get, you know, a Woody Allen-esque title card, why Lily needed to win. And it's basically, you know, she's bummed that they're not pregnant yet. She's worried. I guess it's only been two months, but she's still... And it doesn't worried. help that Marshall's been saying that He's sure there's no issue on his side. Eric's and men are hella fertile. <laughs> when Uncle Morris was 16, he got his girlfriend pregnant just by holding her hand too tight in the backseat of a car. Now I'm thinking my parents <laughs> lied to me. <laughs> Lily sees that the result's negative, and then she sees a mini tiny Marshall on the... The window of the test. Yeah, saying, that, well, we know it's not me. <laughs> and Lily's like arguing with him. Everything's fine. These things take time. Then Minnie Marshall, not with an Erickson. Something must be wrong with you. Also, my mom hates you. <laughs> well, you decide she's going to pee on it again. <laughs> what? No, you wouldn't. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. <laughs> Weird so, twist. Right? It works. But, yeah, so Lily's fed up with that. So, you know, she's trying to win this race. She does this dramatic dive into the subway door. Even though it wasn't closing. <laughs> And it still doesn't close for a while after she gets in. And we get our first Maury Povich sighting. <laughs> right. Who calls her an idiot. Then we have Marshall running down the street. And he's inventing a song based off of John Henry's beating the steam engine. Is that a song? Yeah. Okay. I don't know this song. Uh, I, I can't sing it to you right now, but <laughs> it doesn't sound that different from... From the song he makes? From up? the tune of what okay. he's singing. Marshall versus the machine. Hey, yeah. Um, I'm not going to go through the lyrics of that, except for <laughs> there's a couple I might mention. Robin gets ready to grab a taxi, but she gets cut off by Maury Povich. I got a thing. 
Lily's on the subway. There's some unintelligible announcement that she can somehow interpret to be track maintenance and 20-minute delay. So she gets off because it's going to be delayed, and then as soon as she gets off, the door's closed and it leaves. <laughs> right. So now she's put behind. And the narrator says that Ted also needs a win. Yeah, he gets on the bus. Maury Povich is like two rows back from him, even though he was just on the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needs a win because Marshall had mentioned... This is the most ridiculous reason of all. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. A few days ago that there's a site named grademyteacher.net. Why Marshall knows about this is very unclear, but yeah, Ted decides to go check this out. And you would think, like, oh, this is going to be really, really bad. Like, But he gets nobody, rave reviews, yeah. except for one that says he's boring. Right. I wrote it all down. <laughs> so, actually, his rating overall isn't that great, but the... The comments were good. He has a 3.0 overall, a 3.0 helpful, 4.0 clear, 1.0 ease, and a little chili pepper that means he's hot. <laughs> what do you think ease means? Like how easy the class is. And since it's a one, it's probably not very easy. Okay. That's my guess. I don't know. Um, but then, yeah, we get the comments. Knowledgeable. Cool. Compelling. Majestic. A plus, 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 plus. My pa- favorite professor. Brilliant puns. Visionary. And then boring. <laughs> this inspires him to speak to the guy sitting next to him to tell him some fun facts about New York City architecture. Yeah. No, he didn't let it bother him at all. He had nothing to prove. So he's telling the guy sitting next to him, see the Alberta building over there? And then the guy looks over, sort of interested. And he goes, the brown one or the gray one? That's the gray one. Did you know that Nate? And then the guy falls asleep. It's an extra. I guess, like, did he legit fall asleep, thing. or was he just like bored already? I think he legit fell asleep. Oh, okay, <laughs> could tell me he was just messing with Ted. I always feel like falling asleep on Metro. I don't really take the bus, so I don't know about that. But hmm, that seems like a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah, someone. I've seen Inception. Someone could inset me. <laughs> nice. That's usually done on a plane, but you never know. <laughs> Ted gets frustrated. Hey, come on. We switch to Barney back in the restaurant. He, I guess, has finished his steak and stands up and does a very dramatic feigning of a heart attack. Falls to the ground. He even uses the Elizabeth from uh, Sanford and Son. Mm. I, I saw that in the trivia. I didn't know that. So Fred Sanford, which was played by Red Fox. I, I forget on what occasions, but like every at least three or four times a season... He'd feign a heart attack like that, and he'd grab his chest and put a hand up in the air and go, Elizabeth, who's his, ex, who's his deceased wife. Mm. I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. Oh, jeez. So it was always sort of the same thing. Like, it was a play for sympathy. Okay. Or he was, like, overreacting to bad news. Gotcha. Okay, so, yeah, the waiter tells somebody to call an ambulance. We're on the street now. A lady with groceries calls a cab, and Robin steals it. <laughs> the same as the Maury Povich line. I've got a thing. <laughs> and then we get the title card pop up with stole a cab from someone who needed it more. So the woman she took it from then jumps on the cab as it's moving. <laughs> then we cut back to Barney, who's now on an ambulance, casually leaning on his arm, on his phone. And he's trying to tell them which way to go. And actually, they can just drop him off at Gregor's Steakhouse. But that's not the law. The law takes you to the nearest hospital. I'm surprised this didn't occur to him. Right. Which is uptown. I don't know where he's supposed to be going, but it's not that way. So Barney calls for help. We'll come back to that. Uh, the narrator's now telling us that Robin also needed a win. And then we get our first introduction into Becky. <gasps> Becky! 
Becky, who we've recently seen in Married to the Captain and uh, How I, I Met, Met Your, Your Father. Father. <laughs> so, Becky, Robin meets Becky. She's very bubbly. And she talks like a, a little kid. Oh, yeah. And bakes for the group, and now everyone loves her. And all of a sudden, um, the opening credits of their morning <laughs> show has... When it comes in, the Becky's head covers Robin's face. <laughs> it's giant, and there's not even, like, there's not a picture of Robin on the opening. Right, and Robin <laughs> has to lean to the side right, just. to be seen behind her head. <laughs> um, back in the cab, the lady is still on the hood, yelling that it's her cab. The guy hits the brakes, and she slides off, and Robin just bails. We go back to Barney. He's now in Ranjit's cab. Yeah, and actually, as Robin gets out of her cab, you see Marshall kind of like running around the corner, so they're kind of close to each other. Poor Ranjit in this episode does nothing but just repeat things everyone says. I know. So he's like, take me to Gregor's. Taking you to Gregor's. Get back to Running Mar- over Ted. <laughs> we get back to Marshall, who's singing and running. He runs into his friend Christine. He thinks about all the times that he beat the machine, as he's trying to do now. Uh, he triumph o- triumphed over Pitfall, I don't know that which was a game I loved on the Atari. Oh, okay. It was sort of like, it was trying to be a little bit of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. The guy sort of looked like Indiana Jones. Hmm. But the technology was so bad that all you could really do is have him jump over things. <laughs> um, he vanquished the alarm, which was strange. He just... Pound, what did he do? He just broke an alarm that wouldn't stop going off? I, I couldn't tell it what was the, that. You know, it was hard to tell because our smoke alarm was going off at the same time. <laughs> but it was a smoke alarm going off in their house, and he beat it with a hammer till it shut up. Okay, so last night, <laughs> and this has happened the last couple times I've used our, um, our skillet, our cast iron skillet. I've been making steak by cooking it, searing it on the skillet, and then putting the skillet in the oven and cooking it in the oven for 10 minutes. And it's delicious. It is amazing that way. So juicy. Uh, I, I use a dry rub on the outside. It's just a, an amazing steak. But for some reason, it completely smokes up our house <laughs> within about three minutes of me putting it on the cast iron skillet. I, and I, It was bad this time. Like, I've never seen it. <laughs> like our, our kitchen... It's like our kitchen, our dining room, a hallway, and then the living room. And I went downstairs later that night, and it was still smoke downstairs. <laughs> yeah, like there was smoke coming into the living room as far away as we were. While we were eating dinner, there was still like smoke lingering in the dining room. I like to think of it as ambiance. It was but, very ambiance <laughs> But I, I need to start doing some research on, is there a way to not smoke up the house when using your cast iron skillet? So if anybody is a chef, please let us know. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really funny that that's what was going on while... The alarm is blaring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he brought the jukebox back to life with his Fonzarelli arm. Which is a Happy Days reference. <laughs> the Fonz, as most people, if you've never seen it, you probably still know who the Fonz is. I wonder. Would turn on the jukebox in their favorite restaurant by just pounding his fist on it. And then going, hey. Ah, shit. Um, Henry Winkler. Most recently seen on Barry, Barry if anybody yeah. watches Barry. Of our young kids that doesn't know who Henry Winkler is. Yeah, he was a sex symbol in the 70s, if you can believe that. I can't. <laughs> I don't see it. Well, even when you, if you go back and watch the reruns of it, he wasn't a good-looking guy. Right, that's what I mean. Like, I don't see it. He just was cool. <laughs> he just had a leather jacket. <laughs> he just had a, a way about him. 
All right, so we're back on the bus, and we see the woman who jumped on Robin's cab hobbling in and sitting next to Ted on the bus. It's the last seat, thank God. And Ted says, well, you're in luck. See that Gothic church? And now she's moving away from him because he's starting to talk to her about... Right. Did she get off the bus, or did she just move? Now, the Alberta, which she was pointing out to the first guy, we're going to see in the next episode, that's what they're going to knock down to make GMB. Mm-mm. It's the Arcadian. Oh, you're right. The Alberta was where they had the Jefferson Smoot party. That's correct. I think the, Al- the Alcadian does come into this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Barney asked Ranjit to, we're back to Barney, asked Ranjit to pull over, and they let Robin in. And then we're cut back to... Although Robin, <laughs> Barney surprises Robin. Apparently he was just hollering for some hot girl on the street to get in his car. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Right away, they, she gets in, but then right away they cut back to Marshall, who's still singing and running. Although, in the hyas and the whips during the song, he's jumping up and whipping his arm, which I kind of liked. <laughs> Moripovich is on the stoop when he runs by. We see, we cut back to Ted on the bus. We see him talking and giving more lecturing. And when they pan out, we see he's talking to the bus driver. <laughs> and the bus driver hits the brakes and he falls into the little like stairwell. Thing. And here's where he's talking about the old Ar- Arcadian Hotel. Mm-hmm. We get back to Robin and Barney and... She she's wanted him to apologize for this morning. Wait, he, they were at the bar in the morning. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't catch that while I was watching. I mean, they might have been there for like getting getting there for lunch. Yeah, there for lunch. And Barney doesn't get what she's talking about. Apparently, she tried to have a serious conversation with him. Which why? Like this is the conversation for Ted or Lily. This isn't the conversation for Barney. Let's let's do this one. I kind of like this conversation. <laughs> okay. Start with, hey, Barney, can I talk to you? Hey, Barney, can I talk to you? Sure. Stay a little more this way. I'm scouting some talent. Pretend we're talking about something important. Oh, well, this, this is something important. Um, I'm having a, a really rough time at work. You know, the whole Becky thing. Oh, you know what? That's just getting distracted. Um, say carrots and peas. Carrots and peas, carrots and peas, carrots and peas, carrots and peas. And then he just walks away, and that's yeah. what we get the beginning of the episode where he says, I can't stop staring at we, the We've face. done this before, but carrots and peas is something that uh, extras might mouth. Because for some reason, saying carrots and peas makes it look like you're actually having a conversation. Oh, you were having a real conversation back there. <laughs> Rutabaga is another one. <laughs> so Barney is like, you know, didn't realize she actually did have something to talk about. And Robin kind of gets into it, you know. She feels like the city's rejecting her. Like a bad organ transplant. Everybody's saying she's not a real New Yorker, maybe she should just stop trying. Barney now is sympathizing with her, but it's too late. She wants to just get out of the car. They go back and forth, but ultimately Runji lets her out. I like his, wait, wait, Robin, hold on, if you want to talk, I'm right here. And she goes, carrots and peas, and then leaves. Yep, good for her. But again, this isn't a conversation that should have went to Barney. We get back to Marshall. He's starting to fade as he's running. Now he's remembering all the times he lost to a machine. He, there's a couple, I won't get into these, but the, there's two different occasions where he's shocked by a cable box. He staples. Is that a thing that can happen? I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's stapling something and he staples his sleeve or his hand in it. Is stapling a, a machine? machine? Yeah, that's a reach. Yeah. That's, we're, we're losing some traction here. That's user error. Was that it? Those were the only examples he had? Yeah. Yeah, that they could have done better with that. We're back with <laughs> Ted. Again, we see him up close. He's still lecturing. 
But then when they pan out, everybody else on the bus is on the opposite side of the bus from him. Right. And then he realizes that if you can't spot the crazy person on the bus, it's you. Yeah. He leaves and everybody cheers. So somehow, so right before we were out with Ted on the bus, we saw Marshall running by Ranjit's car, and then Barney kind of gets out of the car. And then the whole gang runs into each other on a street corner. Then we see behind them where Povich walking his dog. (laughs) Right. Ted suggests they call it a tie since they're all, like, you know, in the same spot. But they don't. They all just run off again. (laughs) Right. The race is back on. So Lily again dives into a subway car. Um, Robin's also on the subway. I think she's in the car over, one car over or something, right? Yeah, it's weird. Some guy's looking at her. A good-looking guy. She thinks he's kind of flirting, but then he kind of motions over behind her. She sees that there's a poster of Becky. Well, she's on it, too, but she's very small. Yeah. (laughs) Becky's taking up most of it. Here's what I found. So she tears it off. Just to find one of her and Dawn underneath it, and she just has a full-on breakdown. I'm surprised they do so much advertising for (laughs) that channel when nobody watches. Right. And now she's actively crying. Yep. So we get the cried on the subway, and then she yells at everyone to bite her. And didn't give a damn what anyone thought. I got to Barney. Barney's on a petty, in the back of a petty cab on his way. I could not think of what that thing was called (laughs) until... They said it earlier, or later in the episode. You and I have used, like, bike, talked about a pedicab in New York, when we were in New York City. You and I took a pedicab through Central Park. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I knew that, yeah. I knew what it was, I just couldn't think of it while I was watching. Yeah, they cut to Barney, you know, he, he's saying in the pedicab he needs this win. <laughs> and then they cut to him bragging about how many great things are going on for him, plus he smells really good. And then he's like, actually, Barney didn't need to win. <laughs> right. But Ted, narrator Ted agrees. He did smell incredible. Uh, they cut back to the, the subway. Lily finds Robin there and tries to talk to her. And Robin laments about how tough things have been for her. Yeah, and she's really leaning into this, like, you know, maybe I'm done with New York. I'm just going to move somewhere else, start over again. Lily comforts her some more, but then there's a subway announcement. Lily knows it to be that... This is a um, direct train to a, that's going to take Robin past where she wants to be. So she, I kind of like this. She reveals this to Robin as, you know, the doors are closing and calls her a sucker. And the doors reopen and Robin can just come out. <laughs> right. Bring it in. Lily tries to hug her. Right. Robin just runs past. So Lily's on the phone asking for help. Which always, in this episode, means they're calling Ranjit. Right. So Ted's on the street with Marshall, complaining about what happened on the bus, and then Marshall just collapses. And then sees a giant machine hanging over him. (laughs) Giant calculator. Yeah. The machines have won! Yeah, it's kind of funny. Turns out to be one of those advertisement guys Mm -hmm. in a costume out on the street. Marshall tells Ted why... He's been running and his whole thing about getting older and... He can't get his wife pregnant, which he yeah. screams to the street and Maury Povich gives him a weird look as he walks by. And, you know, Ted points out it's been two months, not two years. Marshall counters with, yeah, you got one mediocre review and, like, 50 great ones. I feel like everyone trying to have a kid when it takes more than a couple a months <laughs> starts to get really freaked out about it. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, all in all, it took us, like, four or five, and, yeah, I was... Starting to flip out. Yeah, I, 
have we talked about this or we've reminisced about it recently, but I'm not sure it was on the remember. podcast. Yeah, I can't remember. But we did. I think like we did it casually. We pulled the goalie for, uh, to try and have a kid, and then after three months of nothing happening, we were like, "All right, let's actually focus." And then you started to, like keep track of when you were mm-hmm. ovulating, and yeah. we'd you know follow all the suggestions of how to do it and. After we did that, like a few weeks later, we were pregnant. Yeah, I mean, we very much lucked out once I was able to pin down my ovulation day. We got pregnant that first time, but it was just, we weren't able to do that initially because everything was off, but we did it. But yeah, that first few months was like, ah, crap. (laughs) Is this going to be a thing that can happen? Yeah, because if you can't, even though we've come a long way in technology and helping people that can't have babies have babies, it's still a horrible road and can it's be quite very expensive. expensive. Yeah. All right, we, we get Robin, Ted, and Barney all converging in one spot. At this point, Marshall's, I guess, in a, with Lily and Ranjit's cab. And the three of them race to the finish line. Uh, Ted and Barney trip over each other, and Robin wins. And was wondering how she beat the two of them. And the narrator says, narrator says this is how it happened. Uh, so we get to Lillian Marshall in Ranjit's car. And Lily is telling Ranjit to run Ted over because <laughs> he's in the way. And then Marshall kind of like pulls back like, you know, what's wrong with you? And they have you know, a fairly honest conversation. They about connect the on their shared fear. Yeah. Right. Um, but then they, you know, become more sane and say, you know, we, we haven't given it enough time. We haven't even done things that we want to get done before we are pregnant. Right. And they decided one of the easiest and big things is going to Coney Island. Neither of them have been. Well, Marshall hasn't. Lily didn't say if she hasn't. That'd be surprising since she's been there forever. True. Um, but yeah, they decide they have a cradle list of things to do before they start having kids. So they decide to screw Gregors and go to Coney Island. And then we get back to the narrator, who just sort of explains and replays what happened with the three of them. At the end, it looked like Barney actually kind of tackled Ted. Barney helped Robin win to make up for being an ass earlier. Mm-hmm. So we get to Gregor's, and Robin's talking to Max, and Barney and Ted are just kind of having a drink at the bar. And then Robin wants to know, so where's Woody Allen? <laughs> Max says, he's right there, and it's Maury Povich. Damn it, Max, that's Maury Povich. He gets somehow the two confused. Apparently Robin sees Woody Allen in another few months, um, but <laughs> that day she became a real New Yorker. And she crushes a cockroach with her hand. Oh, a barf. Even I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, was, I would never. I would need a napkin in between. <laughs> and that's I it. I couldn't even do that. I'd need a shoe. So we already know that this is ranked 120. You know, not bad for being ranked that far back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if everything between this and 120 is this decent, then, you know, we really only have the other 80 <laughs> to worry about. And we've, we've, we've already unpassed some of those. All right, so I said my favorite joke is probably the I play poker with Woody next week. And I mentioned my first joke was that's a weird name for boobs. Did you come across anything that you... Considered the best or worst uh, as we went through this? Well, the worst is we skipped over it, but like when Marshall first starts running, he like yells at a lady in a motorized chair and calls her Grandbot, which I thought was weird. Yeah, that's bad. 
Yeah, I guess if I had to pick one, it would be the Marshall being like, I'm thinking my parents lied to me. I'm talking about how his uncle got somebody pregnant. Okay. But yeah, there weren't a lot of contenders. Well, next week we have Architect of Destruction. This is where Ted finds out that they're going to knock down the Arcadia to build a GMB building. Mm -hmm. And we meet Zoe Zoe for the first time. Nice. So I... I, I'm not sure. I didn't check to see where I ranked it, but I kind of remember liking this one. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember all that much about this one. Maybe there will be snakes. <laughs> I didn't say anything about snakes. <laughs> and with that, we're out. Go ahead and write us uh, an email at runklerecaps at gmail.com, and we'll try and be a little better next time about getting this these podcasts out. Thank you so much for being patient. We say that every time. Shut up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>